Welcome to the Success Revolution Podcast with Gemma Banad. Hello there, beautiful souls. You are back. I am back. We are together for another episode of the Success Revolution Podcast and most importantly, an episode for my Playful Up Level Series experiment. Whew. Okay, I feel like every time I come in and record a podcast episode um, for this Playful Up Level series, I'm like, man, it's been a week. <sighs> this, I honestly, I should have known. I should have known that when I committed to a 90-day experiment or any experiment of any sort, that it was going to really be huge (laughs) that's no other words for it that it was going to be deep and big and wide and broad and I was going to learn a lot and have to embody a lot and bump up against a lot of edges but man this week has been an edge oh god okay it's been a big edge and it's been an emotional one I actually cried a lot this week (laughs) I've cried a lot this week I've been on um, Voxer with my mentor a lot this week, just feeling really, really super emotional. And I want to talk about that today. I want to really be very honest and open and candid with you about why there has been so much emotion and, and to be honest with you, some grief too. Um, I, want to, I want to share that with you because that's what this is all about. That's what I'm all about is really walking you through this as I'm going through it. Now, why I also feel like this is so important to talk about is because I've also been having these conversations with my one-to-one clients and my mastermind clients. And what I know is that there is a shift going on. I originally thought it was within myself, but I'm seeing this shift take place, yeah, with my clients, but also I'm starting to notice it kind of in my online community as well, um, and which has been really interesting to witness. And I think also really for me anyway, really validating to see because this, when something feels really edgy and different, like when you're moving into a very different way of creating success and doing business and life, I know for me and my own personal experience, it often feels very isolating. I know that when I've been through a lot of my really big transitions over the last few years, I've actually felt really alone. I've, I've almost felt like I'm the only one going through it. And a lot of the time that's actually kept me or withheld, I've withheld myself or kept myself back from talking about these things because I've thought, you know what, no one else is going through this. And then it's so interesting because then all of a sudden I'm like moving through these things and people start talking about them online. I'm like, oh my God, I've been moving through this for the last two years. <laughs> I should have spoken about this. So I really wanted to make sure that I set up the podcast and this 90 day experiment to really talk about this in real time to document it for myself, to process it for myself, but also because I know that people will be going through this as well. So let me talk about the edge that I bumped up against um, this week and the conversations I've been having with my mentor and my clients and that I'm seeing and I'm wanting to lead as well. So let me give some background. For as long as I can remember, you know, prior to business, in my corporate life, at school, on the sporting field, anywhere, I have always been a high achiever. You know, it's really a badge I've worn very proudly. And to be honest with you, I still continue to. Like this episode isn't about 
removing that badge in many ways, or maybe it is, I don't know. But I've always been incredibly ambitious. I've wanted to be the best. Hello, Aries. We're always wanting to be the best, the first. Okay. I've always wanted to do this. I've always strived for recognition and achievement, you know, promotions. Uh, you know, I was never, ever just happy. Like whenever I went into a corporate environment, I might have started off at the bottom, but I always, always wanted to climb up higher. Always. I just had the aspiration and the ambition was always there. It was always there. And that's actually what's carried me through in business as well, having that ambition. And it's worked incredibly well, like I will say, like it's carried me a long way. I really started all of my businesses, but particularly online, you know, four years ago, I really started this business with big ambition, with achievement at the forefront. My, my first year in business, I made six figures and I set that goal. I set that goal when I launched my one-to-one coaching in March of 2019. I set the goal that I wanted to do $150,000 in revenue in that first 12 months. And I did that. By February, I had done that. And so then it was like, okay, well, now I want multiple six. And now it's like, oh, now I want seven. And so I've been, to be honest with you, I've been in this place of really striving, having this ambition and this sense of achievement, these milestones, these goals that I've always set for myself. And it's been like, okay, I want to do that. And, you know, I... It's like, okay, well, I want to have a six-figure launch. I had a six-figure launch. Okay, well, let's have a six-figure, you know, quarter. I had a six-figure quarter. And it was like, okay, let's have a six-figure month. And I, I haven't reached that point of having a six-figure month yet. Who knows what will happen in the future, okay? But I've had that goal. And it's really interesting because what I've noticed lately within myself is that those milestones, those goals, those ambition, those achievements, they've lost that that motivation like they used to it used to be really motivating for me I really used to find like that it was like I mean it created enough pressure within me to be like all right I'm going to make these moves like let's hit this income milestone let's hit this launch milestone let's hit this sales milestone like let's goals 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 and lately when I say lately I mean I think probably the last three years I've probably noticed this Actually, I don't know that I've noticed it, but I've been experiencing this, but really it's been this week that I think that the culmination of these shifts that I've been going through over the last few years, particularly as I've been rewriting the rule book on success for myself and tapping into what feels good instead of what just looks good. This week really, it's like landed. Uh, When I say land, I mean landed, baby. Like girls, women, ladies, it's landed. And with that, Right, it's going a little bit funny <clears throat> as I'm talking. With that, I've experienced something that caught me completely off guard. And I wrote some, I wrote a post on social media about this week and I called it up-leveling grief. And it, I, I really bumped up against this deep feeling of sadness because this week feels very much in many ways like a little bit of a line in the sand moment for me because there's a point that you get as you're growing and evolving where you realize that you can't ever go back to how you used to be. You've shifted and changed enough that the old ways of being, the ways you used to think, like the thoughts that you used to have, the energies, the beliefs, the the actions you used to take, the things that used to drive and motivate you, they just don't anymore. And there's like no going back. And you have this, well, for me anyway, I've had, I had this realization. And so there's been this process of letting go this week And if you think about anything, when we let go of something, it's like a death cycle. 
And death brings grief, whether that is, you know, the death of a loved one, whether that is the death of an old way of doing things. It's the closing, it's the releasing. And that's exactly what I experienced this week. And with that came a lot of feelings of deep sadness and and grief is the only thing that I can really associate it with, which feels so strange to talk about when we're talking about the context of business and my identity within that business, but that's exactly what it is. And I realized that I needed to talk about this. I needed to talk about this shift. I wanted to talk about, in the podcast, I wanted to talk about this up-level grief. And I wanted to talk also about this shift of moving away from ambition and achievement and goals and milestones being the motivating driver. Because I, I see this happening. Because it, and it, it, whether it's happened because you've ticked off all those milestones, you've ticked those things off and it's like, well, what's next? And you keep trying to set bigger goals for yourself. Well, I'll just stretch myself further. Now it's a bigger income goal. Now it's a bigger launch goal. Now it's a bigger whatever that visibility goal, whatever that might be. And, and for some people, you know what? That's right for them. But what I find is that the women that are attracted to me and my work are going through that shift where those the shine has worn off, yeah? The, the champagne's gone flat. The balloons have, have literally lost all their air and the party's over and it's like, cool, now what? And it's like, well, let's throw another party <laughs> to create that, but it doesn't seem to, to drive you anymore. And that's something that I have realized this week. So I want to talk about the up-leveling grief part of this first as, as I've transitioned. I want to kind of talk about that. And then I actually want to go into because when the shine wears off the achievement, the milestones, the goals, and you realize that setting bigger income goals in your business doesn't actually motivate you to create them, a lot of, like me, I was like, okay, what, what does? What, what does motivate? Like where, where's, what's the motivation? What's the motivation? Everybody's just going to sit around and do nothing now? Well, that doesn't feel right. Like that's not who I am. So, so, so like what? And so I, I've, I've had some realizations, some epiphanies, some insights, and I want to share those with you too. But let me go into this up-leveling grief because I want to share a story with you because there's one other time that I've experienced this in my life where it was really, really evident and I felt the correlation immediately between what I've experienced this week, the emotion, like it was honestly identical in terms of like the language that I was actually saying and the feelings I was having in my body is identical to when I actually went on the first date with my husband, <laughs> which sounds odd. <laughs> okay. It's like, you're right. So you felt up-leveling grief after your husband. Now, God bless my husband, honey, if you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> you know, I do. Um, but after you know, my husband and I went on our first date and first of all, I'm going to tell you our first date, I actually didn't even initially think it was a first date until almost that day when my husband said, you're going on a date. Uh, my husband, sorry, my dad said, you're going on a date. And I was like, I'm not going on a date. We're just catching up. And then he picked me up. He's like, I'll pick you up. And I was like, oh my God, this is a date. <laughs> um, but up until, up until the point of going on, you know, a date with my husband, like I'd really been in this pattern of unhealthy relationships. And I was so used to 
just being in that pattern and also being alone, to be honest with you, like I'd really been alone. I hadn't really had a significant relationship. And so I was just very much used to being alone. And in some respects, I'd kind of started to make peace with maybe that was that was going to be it. Maybe I wasn't actually going to have a life partner. And I'd started to learn that maybe I was going to make peace with that. Anyway, long story short, I went on the first date with my husband and it was amazing. This date, I didn't cry because the date was shit. <laughs> it was incredible. It was so, so amazing. And it will, it will, I will take this memory with me to the grave as one of the best best nights of my life not because we did anything amazing we went out for dinner right like pretty stock standard first date but I just felt this energy in his presence uh that I don't think I'd ever felt before actually starting to feel emotional in in reflecting on it because it was so beautiful and we laughed oh my god we laughed laughed so hard I remember my abs hurt my stomach hurt so much from laughing and I was smiling and I was just had the best night with this person with this man who was just so easy it was just so easy to be with him oh it was incredible it still is honey if you're listening it still is easy being with you (laughs) you still make my tummy muscles sore from laughing you know 11 and a half almost 12 years on I still get that from him that's why every day I continue to choose him and every day of my life I will continue to choose him but nonetheless I want to tell you that when I came home from that date and I walked in my house, I sat on my bed and I cried. And I, I like, and I cried and I was surprised that I was, I was like, where are these tears coming from? I, but I cried. Oh my God, I cried, like really cried. It was just like a little tear streak, not those crocodile tears that sometimes your kids get when they're like forcing the tears out of their, out of their eyes. Like I full on just howled. <laughs> and I was so emotional. And I was really emotional because, I I mean, I didn't necessarily understand what was going on at the time that I was having this very emotional experience, but I kind of did as well. Very strange experience to have. And maybe it's hindsight that's coming in a little bit with this knowledge too, but really what I was going through in that moment was my heart, my heart knew that this was something that was something special. My heart knew it wanted it to be something special too. Like I was like, oh my God. I think that like the first thing I said was, if you've got kids around, just turn this off. The first thing I said was fuck, 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 fuck. (laughs) It's actually like the first thing I said when I sat down on the bed. My bed was like, fuck, oh my God, fuck. I actually really like this guy. Oh my God, I really like this guy. And with that, these tears just streamed because all of a sudden I realized I really, really like this is, this is different. There's something different about this. I really like this guy and my heart. So there was such a strong desire to, for this to, for me to see him again. But at the same time, there was also, my heart knew that it was never going to be the same again, that life was, was going to be different, that everything that I had knew, everything that was familiar, all the ways of being in relationship with people, with, with, with men up, like it was never going to be like that again. And there was a, in that moment, those tears were a release. It was a letting go. And I knew that I was going to be letting go of who I had been up until that point too. Because again, I mean, I knew he was a different guy. And I actually knew that because we dated when I was 18. And I knew when I was 18, we didn't, it didn't go anywhere. Because I knew that he was too, I can't remember the word I used. Basically, I remember thinking, this guy has his shit together. <laughs> Um, 
that's that's I'm not I'm not at that point. And I just knew I so I just knew my heart knew my heart knew this was going to be something special. It wanted it to be something special, and I knew that I was going to be letting go. I was going to be letting go of who I had been up until that point and the way that I had been creating relationships in my life. And that was the truth. Like my heart really knew, and that was the truth because between you know that first date at the end of January two thousand and twelve to when we moved in was like two and a half months. We moved in together in April and we moved in, moved in by April. We were engaged by March the next year. I was pregnant by June, married in September. <laughs> First child together in the February of the following year. It all happened really quickly. Life was never the same again. And it's been beautiful and amazing and incredible and all the things that relationships are, it's, it was all of that. But I went through such a significant moment right then and it, that was up-leveling grief where I was grieving in that moment for what had been whilst also feeling so deeply excited for what was to come. And that I had that same experience this week. I had that same experience this week where I actually said, fuck, 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 things are not going to be the same again. And one of the biggest catalysts for that was this realization and not even just a realization or knowingness, but an an acceptance, probably a final acceptance that setting all these big goals, like money goals, and it's not to say that I won't set them or hold them, the intention or hold space for them, but they don't motivate me. They don't. I've been trying for the last couple of years to set big goals and for them to motivate me and inspire me and they don't. And it's not even just money goals, even like change the world goals, which I have honestly held on to for so many years, particularly this business, just this deep desire to change the world. Even that, interestingly, is like that doesn't doesn't have that same motivation that it used to have. I hold the energy in my heart for change in this world, but doing like creating things in my business and doing things like creating offers and creating content to change the world doesn't actually inspire me to show up. It doesn't feel fun and exciting. And I actually commented, so this week has just been so much of a culmination of all of this. And there's been things coming left, right and center at me from the universe, signs and questions and contemplation and and evidence of all of this and conversations I've had with clients and my mentor and online and all those things. But even just before recording this podcast episode, I actually saw or came across a, uh, a post online from a lady that I'm catching with and she asked the question on her, on her profile, like, what is your why? What is your why in business? Outside of money, what is your why? And so what actually happened, I had a really interesting experience with this because I actually commented on it. And originally, the, the first thing that I wrote was, I want to change the world. I, I believe that you know, women really doing what they love and being in the energy of passion and play and pleasure is what's going to change the world. And I want to help women create that in the business. Excuse me. And even as I was writing that, I was like, this feels fake. That's exactly what I thought. I actually thought to myself, you are right. This is bullshit. This is absolute bullshit. Uh, But I still posted it. And then I actually started having a conversation with my mentor and she was just asking me, we were just sort of going back and forth and she was sharing some things and I got really emotional because we started talking again about this concept of ambition and she was reflecting back to me about my astrology and saying, you know, Gemma, basically there is absolutely nothing in your chart that says that achievement and goals are a driving motivation for you. And I cried again. (laughs) 
But whatever time it was this week, I actually cried again because I felt that release again. And so I actually went back to that post where I'd written, I want to change the world. That's my why. And I actually deleted it. And I wrote on there instead something, or words to the effect, I haven't got it in front of me, but I wrote, I used to think it was changing the world and I still hold space for change in the world. But right now in this moment for me, it's fun. I just want to have fun. I just have a desire to have fun. And I understand that when I do that, when I lead with fun and I have fun and I'm in my bliss and I'm lit up, that that actually is what changes the world. And that feels right. (laughs) That feels absolutely right for me. It is also what is reflected in my own personal astrology and also in my human design and my gen keys. I am here to follow the bliss and the joy and to be in this energy of doing things that feel expansive and fun and energizing and loving the journey and just almost not even caring about the destination. The destination, the achievement, the milestones, all the things that I have been trying to acquire and achieve, that they, they, they will happen. Like I'm here for big things, but not because I set out to achieve big things. That's just who I am. Big things will find me. That's a really different way of, for me anyway, of looking at this. Again, this is all that I'm going deeper into my human design, deeper into my, into my astrology and understanding like success, achievements, milestones, they will find me. I don't need to seek them out. I am that. What I need to do and what works for me and what feels good for me is to just be in the play and the pleasure and the passion and the desire and the fun and just doing really what lights me up which is such an edgy frontier. It is such a different way of doing business. And it brings up a lot of stuff. Like, as I said to you, I've been going through a lot of release this week, but I've been having these conversations with my clients too. And things are coming up for them. Easy equals lazy. It can't be fun. I have responsibilities. Is it going to work out? Is just having fun and following my desire? Am I going to be supported? Is that going to be enough? These are all the things that have been coming up for me. These are all the things that have been coming up for my clients. Like, who am I if I don't have ambition? Who am I if if I'm not striving for this next goal? These are all the things that have been coming up for me. These are all the conversations I've been having with my clients. And I wanted to share that with you too. I wanted to share that it's okay to be in that space. This is what happens. This is the edges that we get to meet right now. And And I truly, truly believe that this is the path for a very large majority of you, of you ladies that are listening right now. Because if you're in my world, there is, a, there is some sort of soul level contract, whether you're just here tapped into what I'm saying on the podcast and here to learn that, or whether you actually come in and do the work with me, do the subconscious reprogramming, do the deconditioning work, do the nervous system work to recalibrate your nervous system so you can be in the energy of desire and play and not pressure and stress instead. I mean, that's all the work that I do with my clients. But no matter where you tap into this message, you're here to hear this message because there's a part of you that wants to live this out in their business as well. And I want you to know that letting go of the ambition and the achievement and the milestones and the goals doesn't always feel very comfortable. I will, I will say truly until the cows come home that choosing the easy path in your business is the hardest thing you'll ever do. It really, really is. But it's an edge that we get to meet 
and requires an immense amount of trust, which I respect is not something that always comes easily. Like we will always trust in what we have evidence for. And even when we do have evidence, we will always trust in what is most familiar to us. So if what is most familiar is that we just do work, we have to be responsible, we've got to play the safe game, you've got to, you know, do, you set the big goal, strive after it. If you're not, then you're blocked and you've got to fix that and keep like all of those things. You know, maybe you're not blocked at all. Maybe you're just following the wrong path and you get to course correct on that. Maybe this journey is about you lightening up, not taking it so seriously. I have an archetype that I use. It's called the Queens of Momentum um, archetypes, which I teach inside my mastermind, the Momentum Mastermind. And one of those archetypes that all of the women, interestingly enough, that are inside the mastermind are relating to on a very big scale right now is moving from the over-serious queen to the playful queen being in this energy of fun i'm like launching something creating something selling something serving in a particular way because it feels good oh i desire this that's the only reason not i it's going to get me x not x like the linear strategy of the logical way of looking at business which is if i sell this offer to this many clients or i have this service and i get this many then i'm going to make this much money okay that's exactly what i've got to do it's like cool i there's a desire for me to be richly compensated for me to be wealthy by the way the actual etymology of the word wealth isn't um, originated from money it's actually about well-being that's actually the etymology the origination of the word wealth is actually about well-being so much about well-being is life force energy it's about feeling that creative spark feeling that surge of energy of just being so really lit up and in this space of i'm doing this because it actually feels good It's a very radical way of doing business and I respect that and I'm moving through this deeply right now. It brings, it does bring up a lot. It brings up a lot of narratives. Now I have that, you know, I can't be fun. I've I've got a family to support. I can't just have fun. But the interesting thing is, is I actually do have evidence that when I just have fun, it actually, like I, things happen. Like I actually make more money, strangely enough. But yeah, I'm in my highest income months. The things I've sold from a place of fun and, and play and pleasure and this just feels good are actually my most successful things. I started this entire business from an energy of play and pleasure and passion. It's exactly how I started this business. It's exactly how this podcast started. I literally just went, you know what? I've, I just want to talk about this. This feels so good for me to talk about. So I'm just going to talk about manifestation. I'm, I'm learning so much and I'm so passionate about this. And this feels so good and so lovely and so incredible and so easy and so fun. And hey, I'm just going to show up every week in my walking wardrobe and I'm going to record a podcast episode on it. Okay, I couldn't do that. Hundreds of thousands of downloads later and that's exactly how I built my business. And then it was like, oh my God, I want to uh, rapid transformational therapy. Oh my God, I want to learn about hypnosis and how to ha- and how to change my own subconscious mind. Oh my God, that feels so fun and so good. So I learn it and then I put a one-to-one offer out there and off went my coaching business. It felt fun. You know, I very, very first started. Yes, there was ambition, but I'm going to tell you the online world fueled this sense of you've got to achieve bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It really did. And I blame that on the online world. That's my responsibility to own that. Like being exposed to people all over the world doing incredible things in business is so inspiring. And we start to take on that inspiration and what happens is it turns into imitation. And we start thinking, well, I've got to set big goals. I've got to do it this way. That's what I say. Set a big goal, plan your actions out, get your mindset right and off you go. But not everyone's designed to do it that way. Some people are, and that's fine. Some people are totally designed to just be chasing after milestones and goals. Cool, great, amazing. Some of us aren't. I'm not. And that has been actually a, such a big edge to me. It really has. But 
what I know is I actually have evidence that when I follow the path of fun, like the play, the pleasure, the passion, like the desire of this just feels good, those milestones find me. I don't have to go find them. What a radical way of doing business where I can just trust that I am all of my needs and desires are met when I just do what I love. And not only that, when I just do what I love, that my life force energy radiates out and that's actually what changes the world around me. What a radical way of doing things. Very radical. But that's exactly what I've been moving through this week. So I wanted to invite you into your own contemplation, your own consideration, your own curiosity about how that feels for you. Maybe you're someone who's like, no, goals have never, I've just never, it's never been. It's never been my thing. I don't want goals. I don't want any of that sort of That's fine. Cool. But maybe you're also like, but I've never actually known what to tap into because it makes sense. Like that's just the common narrative in business. That's the common narrative, which is set big goals. You set your targets, your KPIs and off you go. So there's not a lot of narratives that's out there that, that offers an alternative option in business. This is the alternative option which is what do you want to do, what feels good, what excites you, what just feels like, oh, that would be really nice to do. And can you actually support yourself to follow that path? That's where the trust piece comes in. But I want to invite you into it. Just begin right now with that contemplation. If you have been setting goals and striving to achieve them, and maybe you've hit them, but they're not fulfilling, like it's like, as I said, once the champagne goes flat, you're like, nah, cool, everything's still the same and you've pressured yourself to get there, maybe this is the the next step for you. Or if you're setting those goals and you're not actually reaching them, maybe this is the piece for you to shift into. Maybe this is the transition where you get to take your attention and your focus away from those goals and actually go, all right, what do I want to do? What do I love? What feels alive in my body? What feels really juicy? And even that juicy is subtle too. It's not always just like, oh, yes, this feels amazing. Sometimes it's just a subtle like, oh, yeah, I really want to say that. Oh, yeah, I really want to do that. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, that feels nice. Yep. You know, there's desire has a range to it. Play has a range to it. Passion has a range to it. Pleasure has a range to it. That's a conversation for an entirely different podcast episode. For now, I want to leave you with just the contemplation of what if you let go of your ambition? What if you let go of the goals and the achievement and you just focused on, I just want to do what I love? What would business be like for you? Do you believe you will be supported financially, physically, emotionally to follow that path? That's the question I want to invite you into some consideration and thought around today. All right, my loves, that is it for this week's episode. It's been a big week for me. It's been incredible and amazing and painful. (laughs) Just say painful. You know, I call it grateful grief. I'm so grateful for everything that's brought me up to this point and I'm so grateful for everything that's coming. The sadness is, I know it is, it's like when someone you love does pass away, mainly someone older, I would say, does pass away and you know it's their time. You just know it's time to move on. You know it's time. It's their time to go. They've had a good life. And so you're sad. You're sad that they're gone, but you're also just so grateful for the life they've had. That's what up-level grief to me feels like. You're so grateful for everything you've created. You're so grateful for the point you've got to here. You're so grateful for all the lessons you've learned. It's been a good run and now you're ready to move on to and transition to that next space. That to me is up-level grief. So I'll leave all of that with you to chew on a little bit more and I'll see you for, I'm sure what will be, 
another incredible episode next week as I go through an entire new cycle of growth and evolution. Oh, as I said, this playful up-level experience is really is bringing its A-game to me, really. It's been incredible and very, very powerful. So I know I'm going to have some amazing conversations to have with you on the next episode, and I will see you then.